thank you for joining us for Love That VoiceOver. In-depth interviews unveiling the personality and projects behind the mic with none other than your chic geek, perfectly different host, Love That Rebecca. Okay, my darling chic geeks, this is segment four in our final segment with JS, but it's the infamous Proust questionnaire. Oh, baby, now Proust me. All right, so in this segment... Um, I'm just going to give you a quick question, and I just want your quick kind of, you know, uh, Rorschach method response. Okay. It wouldn't be a response then. It would be a reaction. Oh, yeah, you're right. Exactly. You can try to response action it. I don't know. It's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite color? Red. What's your favorite curse word? Douchebag. What's your favorite noise? Dentist drill. Least favorite? Least favorite? Uh... I don't know. Um, What's your favorite voice? Who is your favorite voice? My favorite voice. That's an interesting one. Um, I guess it's it's a character that I created uh, many years ago based on a, a very ornate sign. And when you drive down 101 South and it's going from San Francisco to San Jose, uh-huh. it says Orlando Trujillo house painting. And it's very or- ornate. And I thought, what a great name, Orlando Trujillo. So I created a whole character around him. Oh, please share. And he sounds like this. He says, I am Orlando Trujillo. I will not paint your house. I will make love to it with my brushes. <laughs> and then I did that years before Antonio Banderas popped up. And now he's got... Hello, my little bee, my little flower. So it's funny, you know, it's just, totally. I was person- it was a dead on impersonation of Antonio Banderas before Antonio Banderas was ever discovered. It also <laughs> reminds, yeah, and it also reminds me of the guy from uh, Fantasy Island. Ricardo Montalban, yeah. Yeah, also, that's so fun. But I changed it because because of Antonio Banderas, he's changed a little bit. Ah. It used to be dead on. It was so funny. That's funny. Okay, what other profession other than voiceover and what else you already do would you love to attempt? Well, I spent a little time uh, jewelry making and woodworking, um, ah. and I'm, I also paint. So those are Fantastic. three things. Those are three things that I um, I like doing. I've kind of given up the woodworking and the jewelry making for uh, just there's not enough hours in the day um, type of stuff. So, but I still paint. I work. Uh, I work in pretty much any medium except for watercolor. So I do acrylic and charcoal and uh, Conti and uh, pastels uh, and oils and things of that nature. So there is no end to the creative juices. Well, and chef, I like to cook too. So that's another thing. Yum. So I'm name one hero or heroine. Boy, that's tough to narrow down to one. Um, First one comes to mind. Probably my uncle Dave who passed away Aww. many years ago. Um, Dave was a pretty incredible guy. He was in business. And um, so I think a lot of the business acumen that I've, I've learned, there was one story in particular that I love. I was a, a cocky kid, kid uh, maybe about 16, and uh, I, I went to go visit him in his office. And uh, when I saw his secretary and she said, oh, you can either wait here or you can go up to the 16th floor. He's, he's up there. So I went, oh, okay, I've never been on the 16th floor. So I took the elevator up there and he was standing there. He had his pants rolled up and he was mopping the floor 
And there was maybe a 20-year-old Puerto Rican kid watching him mop the floor. Uh-huh. And so my uncle sees me, he says, hey, kid, and so on and so forth. And I, I was like, uh, you know, uh, embarrassed beyond belief. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And so uh, they, they concluded, he rolled his pants down. He said, let's go to lunch. And I said, what were you doing? He said, um, well, he wasn't mopping the floors the way I wanted them done. And I said, <laughs> why didn't you fire him? And he said, well, I thought I would just show him how I wanted the floors mopped. And now if he doesn't do it the way I want them done, he can't say it's because he didn't know. So <laughs> that was kind of, you know, how my uncle was. And, and it, 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 I think I. Big I, impression. Yeah, that was, that was one of many, many incredible lessons that I learned um, from him. And uh, he's been gone many years and I still miss him deeply. Oh, that's very yeah. sweet. We have a few more questions. What do you most value in your friends? In my friends? Uh, probably honesty mm-hmm. um, is a big one. Um, Good. Yeah. What one thing, what one thing can bring you pure joy? Oh, uh, just being around dogs. I, I've got, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other day I went to the dog park. I got licked by 11 dogs i mean it just doesn't get much better than that (laughs) that's sweet name uh give us a sense of what guilty pleasure you do let yourself indulge in oh i watch way too much tv and i watch tv shows that you know should never even be on tv but people i watch project runway and i watch uh you know top chef and i uh just all these uh, different shows that nobody reality competitions (laughs) that's awesome um is there any occasion where you might let yourself lie lie Mm -hmm. yeah i think we all do it um you know uh, certainly i would say probably lies of omission uh, mm. I do that all the time. And then, um, you know, there are other times when I, when I lie, it just, um, boy, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't think I do it so much for personal gain or, or, um, you know, to avoid an awkward situation as much as I do. Uh, well, you know what, telling the truth right here, right now, isn't going to help anybody. Mm. So, um, in that case, maybe it's just better for me to tell a convenient lie got it what is your most treasured possession oh my most treasured possession i that's a good um probably i collect opals so i have a very very rare beautiful opal uh in particular uh it's a it's a black opal and it's it's worth a lot of money and it's just absolutely gorgeous and uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm so fascinated by opals, the, the, the way the color plays and the fire and everything about it. So that, that maybe would be it. Oh, that's gorgeous. Or it could be my, my Telefunken, vintage Telefunken U47 microphone. That could be another one. <laughs> okay, we'll call be, them a tie. Yeah. For different reasons. Indeed. <laughs> what do you consider your greatest achievement so far? Um. I got an email from a woman a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. She uh, tripped across my name on the internet and she said, you probably, in her email, she said, you probably don't remember who I am, but many years ago, I attended a lecture that you were giving about the voiceover industry with my son. 
And you started off by saying, <clears throat> if you really want a solid job career path, go and study welding and then get certified as a diver. And you can get a job as an underwater diver and go work for like shipbuilders or ports or piers or anything like that. <laughs> and she said, my son works for the uh, uh, port of Long Beach. And a few years after he took that job, I decided to go and I went to welding school and also uh, became certified as a scuba diver. And I've been doing that as well. Oh my God, that's awesome. And that came out of a workshop that people attended to learn how to do voiceover. So, um, you know, to me, uh, I, at one point I had this real thing about wanting to be liked. Um, I think we all get that way. And I think yeah. that's particularly true maybe about people who get into acting right. or, or creative pursuits. Right. And then I realized a few years ago, being liked was overrated. I prefer to be effective. That is awesome. Can I quote you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a couple of quotes that I'm working with. Um, so I will give you quote of the year because you get agents provide opportunities and this last one is wonderful. Last question. If you could win any award, any award, what would it be and for what? Wow, that's an interesting one. I, I, I think probably I'm, I'm, I'm delving off into writing um, a couple of books. Uh, one is on uh, a portion of the life of Reese Butler, who is the founder of the Kristen Brooks Hope Center and 1-800-SUICIDE-PREVENTION. Mm. And uh, it's an amazing story. Um, about how he got into this, but his his wife uh, was under a 72-hour suicide watch 12 years ago in a hospital, and she committed suicide while under the watch. Oh, my God. Um, he got some money as a settlement at the time, um, and he, uh, he, his wife uh, was uh, uh, acting the way she was because of a postpartum depression. <gasps> She had to, uh, they had to abort a baby in a late term because of a uh, medical condition that the baby wouldn't have lived outside of the womb and she could have uh, stood a great chance of dying during childbirth. Wow. He went to take the money um, and was looking to give it to some organization that dealt with postpartum depression as it related to suicide prevention and asked a friend of the family to research it. She came back and said, there's nothing like it. And while he was sitting around, he picked up his phone and he dialed 1-800-SUICIDE. The number, they, he re got a recording that said the number has been disconnected or no longer in service. So he called up the phone company and asked them if there was some way he could reserve the number. You know, he would pay for it, but not to put it online. Right. They said they couldn't do that. They would have to make it go live. And he figured, well, who the heck would call me anyway? And the next day, somebody called him and she was suicidal. And he managed to actually connect her to a local suicide prevention facility. And he stayed with her on the phone the whole time. She called back the next day to say that she was back with her family and that she was doing better. Oh, wow. And so um, and the award? I'm, helping, I'm helping him write this book right now. And it's, it's painful and it's been taking a very long time. It may not be for another two years before it gets written. Um, but when when it is written, I, I hope that it wins some sort of an award oh. and not not necessarily for its writing, but maybe for uh, for saving lives. Wow, that's awesome. Very cool. Very touching, too. That's wonderful. Yeah. 
Wow, J.S., thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And- That's J.S. Gilbert. What a complicated creature. And you thought he was just a voice guy. <laughs> There's always a person and a personality behind the voice. Yeah. Thank you. So- I don't know. It's, you know, my, my, my biggest, uh, uh, the one thing you want to quote me on, um, my biggest driving motivator is when it's no longer fun, I'm done. Ah. Well, that's good. When it's no longer fun, I'm done too. I'm with you. Yeah. You know, which is not to say there aren't a million little things I'd rather not have to deal with and have to do and all that kind of stuff, but still. So, uh, uh, what is, uh, if you go to my, uh, my, my Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com slash Gilbertism. Yes. You find all these little sayings that I come up with. <laughs> yeah. You do have a way of making sayings, don't you? That's fun. So I, Gilbertism. Yeah, so it's, it's not, uh, I think, you know, the, the big lesson for people who want to get into voiceover is it's not about finding something that you can love. It's about loving the things you've already found. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Very nice. Um, you know, voiceover is great, but it has its own challenges and its own problems and its own issues. And it's like anything else. I, I, I think the only maybe like real incredible job out there would be uh, you know, $100 an hour to test mattresses at some, you know, place that makes beds. You know, that does sound kind of nice. That's it. It's like, ah, I didn't like this one so much. I had a little trouble napping. You know, <laughs> That's kind of the like the dog's one. life, correct? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've been looking for that job. And it, if, if, if it does come along, they, they don't seem to advertise it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's out there, it's already stolen yeah, by somebody who's close to the industry and on the inside. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me for Love That Voiceover. Oh, thank you. I try to kind of keep it light. I try to get to know people. I've had a pleasure getting to know you today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Same here. This is the end of segment four. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for our next guest or go to the archives. You've been listening to Love That Voiceover, brought to you by your host, lovethatrebecca.com.